What's going on, guys? Scott Fish here. Just wanted to tell you about a couple new shows to the DLF family of podcasts. First up, the Superflex Super Show with John Hogue, James Catullus, and Travis Rasmussen. Guarantee I screwed up one of those names. Uh, this is a show where they discuss strategy for fantasy football's many alternate scoring systems like 2QB, tight end premium, points per carry, points per target, points per first down, guys. Where's this in the list? You should have that. Superflex. Obviously, this is my kind of stuff. This is my wheelhouse. That's alternative scoring and setups is my thing. So uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go subscribe to that right now. It's uh, kind of a shame admitting that I'm not. I'm going to do that right now. And you should, too. Second, we got Dynasty Game Night. Told you about this the last couple weeks. It's a fun game-oriented show with John Bosch and Matt Price. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't, you need to check it out. Finally, Dynasty Double Take, which is a 15-minute show about a topic of choosing from Dan Sanio and Nathan Powell. Why is it 15 minutes, you ask? Who can stand more than 15 minutes of either of them? That's why. I'm just kidding, but it's a fun show for a short commute, so you should check that out. You can subscribe to all of these shows in one feed or individually by going to DynastyLeagueFootball.com slash podcasts. Now, on to our show, Commission Impossible. Welcome back to another episode of Commission Impossible. I think this is probably episode 17. Uh, I think we're just going to go over some more listener questions. So uh, let's get right into it. All right. We're going to Columbus, Ohio. I feel like we had a Columbus, Ohio last time. We have. This is not the same guy because this is Daryl, and I don't think we've had a Daryl on the show. We have a – did you ever see that movie Daryl like in the 80s? Do you remember that? Was that a movie? computer movie he was like yeah he was like a robot kid or something yeah oh yeah 1985 i had to look that up that's yeah i remember liking that movie i don't i bet it did not age well and <laughs> I, I just noticed because he spells his name the same this daryl does all right uh we have a 12 team league in which each team gets to keep one player with their draft position from last year we are getting a lot of these today keeper keeper day yeah keeper day moves up around every year cool um, uh, the league wide discussion every year becomes what should no. be announced first. I should have reread this. Uh, several keeper decisions seem to be dependent on drafting, which is, which is announced first. I think we, we basically, uh, <laughs> went over the same thing. We might want to try to answer it again though, because it's, there's no weighted lottery in this one. It's, it's a completely random draw. It looks like. So if it's a random draw, I would 100% announce the draft position first. Yeah. Yeah. With the earlier question, I could see a case either way because of the lottery uh, system that they use. Yeah. The weighted lottery. Yeah. With this just random draft order versus keepers. I really don't see the other side. I I don't, I don't see the other side. I don't know why you would announce keepers first um, other than just adding adding uh, you know adding a difficult decision for your owners which this is because it is random i i I just don't get it yeah decide the draft order then let people yep 
100%. Three questions left on here, and then our inbox has cleared out, Ryan. Oh, that's that may be the first time that's ever happened. I, that seriously would be the first time. And all, and all it took was us for to do us for for us to do four shows in one week. That's that's all. That's, <laughs> that's all. all it took to clean. I love summer break. Yes. Um. Next question, Hi, John. Oh, oh, it's, oh, yeah, oh. It's, no, it's you. You're right. I forgot because Daryl. I did Daryl. Yeah. All right. Quiet. All right. <laughs> Next question. John from Boston. I wish I'd found the podcast last year because I started my first dynasty league with friends. Many of the things I've heard are problems that could have avoided. Uh, some quick background info on the league. Uh, 12 team salary cap, 23 man rosters, three IR spots. Uh, let's see. Player contracts. Player contract values were determined based on when they were drafted. Following draft, owners had one week to determine the contract length between one and five years. And players that were signed to one-year contracts or any free agents picked up during the season can be re-signed to the team before next season's rookie draft. Okay. All that's pretty standard, I think. Yeah. Now, uh, John says, following the NFL rookie draft, we'll have our three-round rookie draft. Following the rookie draft, planning to have a free agent auction. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like we'll be unable to plan a day to do this together since we have jobs and schedules, things like that. We did a slow draft for our rookie and vet draft. Worked out well. If we can't get together like last year, we'll just do a slow rookie draft. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. Question I, below. There it is. I would imagine okay. that a live auction of any kind rookie veteran startup would just be amazing uh in person i've never had that uh that experience but that we, would be a blast. we need to get this together <laughs> let's do it we we need to do this uh, me you and and 10 people that can find us yeah let's <laughs> let's what is uh what city is between minneapolis and louisville uh, I don't Chicago? know. Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners from there. Daryl, Daryl, we're coming to Columbus. Daryl and whoever was on the last show, we're going to come to Columbus and figure this out. Oh. All uh, right. Kevin, I looked it up. Kevin from last show was Columbus, Ohio. All right. John. So John's question about his auction league. If we're unable to find a time for all league members to do an online live free agent auction, is there a way to do a slow style auction draft? Maybe have a one-day auction for each player that is proposed. At this point, it looks like there will need to be 28 players proposed in the auction. Might take a month to complete. That uh, would take a that would take a few days <laughs> if you do it on MFL. Yeah. So first of all, uh, he didn't mention which site he was on, but you can absolutely do a slow auction on MFL. That's how all of my auctions for kitchen sink are. Um, I think that's how all of yours for pigs are as well. Yep. yep. Um, and specifically when we have a free agent auction. So we have actually a couple of different free agent auctions. One of them is restricted, meaning of course that, that the original owner has some matching rights there, but because there is a limited number, there's a maximum of 24 in my league. Uh, John mentioned, I think 28 in his league. We put all of those players up for auction at the same time. Yep. So all 24 players are all nominated. I give, there's a 12 hour window for the original owner to nominate their own player for the minimum bid. And then everybody else has the chance to, to bid on those players. So doing it that way ensures that it will not stretch out. 
uh, a month or, or even longer. Uh, but that's actually something we've moved to just over the past year or two in the kitchen sink leagues. And it has worked really well. Um, so that's, that's what I would suggest. Put all players up at the same time. You can do that on MFL and just go from there. Yep. I have, uh, I, I, that's how, honestly, that's how I've always done it on, uh, the, the same way Ryan just described my fantasy league, do a slow auction on there. I, I actually prefer their slow auction room to their live auction room. Uh, to yep. be honest, I, oh man, I got to get you in on this. Cause I was live. I was testing the live auction room we have, uh, behind the scenes at where I work. It's so amazing. It is like the best auction room I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to have to get you into one of those. Um, just yeah, to try it out. Cause it's fun. I've heard good things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might've tweeted about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how you got to do it, man. Uh, even, even if, even if you do it on another site, you could create a, my fantasy league, do that, do that auction. And then, um, you know, cause it's only 28 players just to add the players to those rosters on the, the site you use. You know, uh, I hate to say that, you know, I, you, cause I support MFL and, and I feel like that's where you should be playing your dynasty leagues. But, uh, if you do do it on another site and you other guys don't want to go to MFL, you can do the slow auction on MFL and then just, you know, add the players to the correct teams on the site you use. But, uh, that's how I do it. Yeah. Uh, one big auction, throw all the players on the board cause it's only 28 and, uh, you're, you're good to go. <laughs> Um, what do you recommend for a timer? Just in case he's curious. Uh, we do 24 hours, 24 hours, yeah. uh, yep. 24 hours, same high bidder. Yep. Same so. high bidder. And, uh, proxy is what most people like. So <laughs> most people except Scott. <laughs> I didn't, I, I am not a fan of proxy, but I am fully aware that most people like it. And, uh, proxy is actually going to help out pigs one because proxy el elicits higher bids that's why ebay uses it statistically it it elicits uh it's a seller's market is what proxy does it, it makes prices go higher than they usually should so uh it's probably going to help pigs one <laughs> that that league is proxy but uh um do, 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 yeah i think yeah uh my fantasy league slow auction throw them all on the board it'll take like a, a week or probably you know, 10 days whatever maybe <laughs> maybe less yeah, less than that, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tch -tch. all right, next question. Hey, guys, first-time writer from <laughs> Two questions. Should Lee's allow table talk where you can talk about players on the auction board, their price, who hasn't Ooh. been drafted yet? Uh, I can't wait to answer that one. I don't even know your opinion on it, but uh, <laughs> I have opinions on it, and I can hear in your voice that you have opinions. That's a good question. How responsible should number two? How should responsible should a commissioner be for ensuring everyone's participate? Everyone participates in a rookie draft. Just had a draft where an owner with a significant amount of cash didn't participate. Please don't use my real name, town. My league mates follow you guys. I will <laughs> remove the town and all that town talk. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in, but uh, I'm going to put like a nice buzzer over all of that talk that, <laughs> um, well, thank you. Uh, unknown listener from parts unknown. <laughs> oh, I like, I, he's like, you know, he's like a King Kong Bundy or something, right? I know. One of those wrestlers from the eighties parts unknown. Yeah. I like it. Um, um 
Which one do you want to start with here? The table talk one does sound fun. I think that uh, second one's interesting too. The table, yeah. I kind of want to start with the table talk because I don't know your opinion. I kind of want to throw my opinion out there. Well, that that was that was question number one. Yeah. So let's start there. Um, I don't like table talk at all, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it if it goes as far as wow, Antonio. you know, Scott's about to steal Antonio Brown. I can't believe that price. Yeah. That's way, way, way out of line, I think, because um, obviously all I'm trying to do with that comment is encourage somebody else to, to bid you up. Um, and if that's, if that, if that's my true feeling, then I should just go bid on Antonio Brown myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I, yeah. It's uh. I wonder how much of it is because we're old school, you know, like it was such an old school unwritten rule not to table talk. And I don't like table talk much like you. I don't, um, I don't like it. I don't, I find it very annoying. I don't have rules against it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like it. (laughs) It came. Yeah. I don't have rules against it either. Um, it did uh, this, this, did come up in a conversation on Twitter recently though. Mm-hmm. So uh, I allow it in pigs leagues, but I, I don't like it because <laughs> there's no rule against it. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly, and, and thinking about it now, it's one of those things that I haven't seen actually come up in, in kitchen sink leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know you with haven't pigs, seen the like, table talk or you haven't seen an argument about it. I haven't uh, either. I haven't even seen the table oh, talk. Pigs leagues have it like crazy. Now I will say, I know pigs leagues have a very, very, very active Voxer conversation. And uh, money is very important in pigs leagues. Yeah. So, and, so. And ki- kitchen sink does not have that. We actually, I, I've tried to get some, some Voxer chats going and uh, it hasn't been very active. So maybe that'll be a goal of the, the rest of the off season. But uh, because we don't have that one form of communication where where people are active and talking about the the goings on of the league, maybe that's why we've avoided that. Um, but I'm glad we have for whatever reason because I'm I'm not in favor of it. Uh, it, it is one of those things, though. I will say that if everybody is okay with it, then exactly. sure, go for it's it. Kind I of- mean, if it's a friend, if it's a league. Uh, that's you know all friends and kind of sounds like maybe this league is and that's just part of it you know your college buddies and you always rib each other and stuff like that then then it would probably be okay in that format in that situation definitely um i guess the last i've heard the argument um and i'm sure you've heard this argument before that uh it kind of comes from the poker world of you should shut up if you don't have chips in the table you know yeah yeah, um, and and I think maybe that could apply too. I, I I just I find it annoying in general, but also I just kind of ignore it, and I I, I guess I'm fine with it happening. I just um it, it's an old school, unwritten rule. Uh, if if you hate it as a commissioner, and this is your league, or if it's a league of friends and several people hate it, I think the the easiest thing to do is to 
make a rule against it, <laughs> you know, cause it, we're, it's about having fun. And if that is something that is making the league unfun for several people, then just make a rule against it. And the ones who, the ones who are no longer allowed to table talk, I, I think are just, you know, I don't think it's going to ruin the league for them, but I think table talk might ruin the league for other people. What about the argument that those types of conversations, those, those comments are going to be said no matter what, either in a group chat where the whole league is or personally between two people. Right. Yeah. That's, that's also a good argument. It's, it's probably why I don't ever rule on it is because it's, it's so tough to, you know, monitor and like, (laughs) and like, uh, you know, like not just monitor, but uh, you know, regulate or whatever. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's just the kind of thing that if that exists in your league, I mean, you can lay down, Hey, let's try not to table talk, but maybe even a rule against it is, isn't, isn't actually feasible. Maybe that's the case. It does suck though. Cause I understand. I, I had people in someone in pigs three complain about the table talk and I'm like, yeah, I don't like it either. I'm old school too, but <laughs> it's what, what can you really do? <laughs> you know? So his second question. question. Oh, no, I, oh yeah. we, we had another question. That's right. Don't, don't forget a second question. Okay. How responsible should a commissioner be for ensuring everyone participates in a rookie draft? Just had a draft where an owner with a significant amount of cash didn't participate. I guess this kind of reminds me of the discussion we had about skipping a draft pick versus yeah. auto picking. If I notice, and this might be, it, it's a, it's a different situation than a draft where one owner is on the clock. But if we're a day into the rookie auction and someone hasn't participated at all, then I'm reaching out to that person to find out what's going on. Um, It's pretty tough in an auction too. Yeah. Well, we do, you do have, at least my leagues have rules requiring everyone to nominate at least one player a day. So if someone didn't nominate, and in this case, they aren't participating at all, then I would have, I would be reaching out to them for that reason. Um, I guess this depends a little bit. If it's a bankroll league, if that money is carrying over, then I wondered about that when they said they had a significant amount of cash. Yeah. That's, that's a whole different situation, but if they just wasted their money, uh, they either something's going on or they don't belong in the league anymore. Yeah, consider if if it's not a bankroll league, consider a rule like you have to use at least ninety percent of your cash or something. You right. know, I mean, there's there's really no reason to leave money on the table in yeah, a league no, like isn't. in a league like kitchen sink or, or typical auction leagues that aren't bankroll. Hell, even all of the auction leagues I've done that weren't bankroll. I mean, I did I've done auction leagues for a good uh, four, 13, 14 years now. Um, even the ones I haven't done, the last player I w- I I get, I just shove my chips on the table. I I'll pay fourteen dollars for for a one dollar player just because yeah. the you know. So um, I'm not even opposed to a you must use all your money rule, and you just sho- shove all your money on the last player, you know. Um, but yeah, that's I, I would probably put a if it's not a bankroll league, I would put a must spend ninety five percent of your money kind of rule in there. Um, and if they violate that rule, I'm not sure what you do. You know, they, they lose that amount of cash from next year's auction. Maybe. 
I mean, you could do that. Really, it does go back to the thing Nathan was saying. And if if these are the behaviors that are happening, they're they're not long for the league. Right. Whether whether you're going to kick them out or if they're just going to walk away. The worst is when they are long for the league and they're just always like that. And they're like, yeah, yeah I'm back. <laughs> they just stay like that. I, no, you're not. <laughs> I have one of those. So, um yeah. Oof. Wow. Uh, I don't know which. I don't know what else you can do to ensure he participates besides, you know, making a minimum people have to spend in the auction. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling to think of. I think that's a that would be a good rule though. Last question from Brent May. Brent I, says, "Can can I add one thing there? If it is a bankroll league, I actually really don't have a problem with that. It kind of sucks, but he saves. He's saving the money, and he can use it later. Yeah, but." I mean, it wouldn't with this specific rookie class. It wouldn't seem like a good strategy, but no. <laughs> I mean, whatever. All right, last question from Brent May. Brent says, "Great podcast. I've commissioned my home league for over twenty years. Nice. Uh, used to be touchdown only. Had to use box scores to tabulate the results. Same, same. Uh, I, I miss that era, luckily. But uh, my my first league uh, was a dynasty league. Started in ninety two. We were the we would watch the TV and that dun, 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 would pop yeah. up on the screen and we watch for touchdowns and yeah, same. Uh, waited for the paper to check check how we did. Yeah." Uh, in some ways, I'm glad I missed that era. And in some ways, I wish I could have uh, experienced what it was like. But regardless, right. uh, Brent says, just started listening to your podcast last week, currently on episode 10. So I caught up sh- shortly. So we've got we've got uh, international listeners. We've got binge listeners. We've got it all this episode. I love it. Got a couple questions. Hopefully you haven't answered them in the episodes I haven't listened to. It's okay if we have. We we talk yeah. about Yeah. We talk about you never, the same you topics. Never know, yeah, you never know when someone's gonna listen to the most recent episode and not binge. We recommend you binge. I mean, just listen to them all. They're all fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah. all right. First question from Brent. What rule have what rules have you implemented in the past that you came up with on your own? Not to say you invented them, but you came up came up on your own unaware if it existed in other leagues. My home league, my home league came up with fab in the late nineties. It surely wasn't popular at the time as no sites at the time had it. And we are unaware if anyone was using it, we had to create a hotmail account just for it. I love it. Nice. Um, all right. What rules have you come up with? As far as you know, there's, there's no full oral history of, dynasty fantasy football i wish there was but um based on your knowledge what have you come up with i know the i know a big one for you well uh based on the way he phrased his uh i started playing debbie in the late 90s uh drafting college players i have since found out i've since had people you know i I think when you get bigger in this industry people that you got a broader umbrella and then people can come out and contact you and i i've seen uh i've seen people show me notebooks of uh college players they drafted for their their big club uh in the early 90s and (laughs) mid 90s which is pretty badass but yeah debbie would be one that uh i looked everywhere and i could not find it anywhere and we started doing that in the late 90s um I'd never heard of bankroll leagues before I started doing them. It's possible right. they existed. Uh, it's very possible they existed. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we have so many, you know, little rules that we've implemented that that 
I feel like I'd never heard of before I thought of them. <laughs> uh, I know for you, there's, there's, there's several big ones too that, that are pretty widely used now. Um, a couple come to mind and yeah, just exactly what you said. I, 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 I don't know that I should get credit for coming up with these, but when I thought of them, I couldn't find anybody else using them. Um, so uh, awarding a supplemental draft pick for toilet bowl. Um, in my leagues, we do the 1.13, basically just an, an, an additional pick at the end of the first round for the toilet bowl winner. Um, that was something we started using again, whenever I started hyperactive league. So that was, I believe that was 2002, 2003, something like that. Um, Maybe not that long ago. When did you start hyperactive? That's yeah, uh, hold on. That that's not right. Actually, it was two thousand. I think this is our thirteenth year. So maybe it's more like two thousand four or five. I'm bad. I'm. I've turned my math brain off with with the end of school. Um, I'll have to find that out. That's a good question. One thing that like was original for me when I started doing it, but I have since learned it was super not original was like uh, having multiple 12 team leagues combining into one league like yeah. SFB. Um, I did that for the tough leagues, which were auction leagues that started in about 07. But I know for a fact that it had been done far before that. But when I did it, I didn't know that. Um but that that's something that I thought, you know, like was something I had originally made, but it definitely wasn't yeah. <laughs> that that's been around for a long time before me. Okay. So 2006 was the first hyperactive league. So that's when we started the, um, the 1.13 rule. Um, second chance, I, I guess is something I kind of came up with basically allowing teams to give up their team and their, all their, assets rookie picks and everything and start fresh via a dispersal draft um and then a, a rookie auction i know people were doing rookie auctions before i did but the all the ones i was able to find uh used a, a, a flat amount of money or a set amount of money so doing those those tiered rookie auctions where the 1.01 is worth a certain amount of money and, mm -hmm. and down to the one twelve, Right. Um, and I think that's it. That's all that comes to mind. What, what's really funny is we, we're only mentioning a few, but I guarantee if we sp spent hours thinking about this, we would think of a whole bunch of ideas that were, you know, fresh. Like I'm sure that, um, you know, my, my home league has done rivalry league rivalries for a long time, but right. once I got deeper into the industry, they've been around forever. Um, uh, my home league also has done progressive pots for a very long time. And, and I'm sure that that's been around forever. Um, I, I, in fact, when I started doing it, I'm sure I, I'm sure I'd heard it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I will say having a casino and having betting in leagues, I, I gotta believe I'm one of the first to throw that in there, <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> um, uh, what was I, what was I thinking? Of? I was thinking of something. Uh, I forgot. I forgot now, but uh, want to go on to the second part? Let's do it. Second question from Brent. Why are you against locking players after being dropped? That's the one rule I'm adamant about as 
I'm a believer every team should have a shot at every player through fab. It shouldn't come down to who has instant access and rewarding a team because they have the ability to monitor transactions closely. Uh, what do you think? I think that that's fine that he, he feels that way. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> gen- I, I think part of it is generally my league is deep enough that I feel if a player is getting dropped off a team, he, you know, he's not crazy valuable anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world, but if your league is more shallow and that player is, is a legitimate, you know, flex option or something, I don't know. Um, I can see that it, this being more important. Uh, I, I also grew up in the old school age of roster churning. <laughs> so that probably soured me and made me hugely biased. And and for those that don't know what that is, and I, I, I have to admit it still, ex- I have to believe it still exists in leagues. Oh yeah, that, it does. That lock players is if, if you're, if you're, if someone needs a, a running back and he's up against you this week, uh, you are picking up running backs and just dropping them so that they're locked and that other team can't get them. I think what you probably see it the most with is is kickers and defenses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, or quarterbacks. I mean, oh yeah, or quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Pick up all three viable quarterbacks for that weekend. It's a bye week. You're missing your bye week quarterback, and uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, I understand this, and I know a lot of guys that play with this lock until the next waiver run. Um, it really blows, though. I mean, it really blows unless you have waivers every night to have a guy drop, uh, let's just say, I don't know, Sam Bradford, right? And you're a team that needs a quarterback and the waiver, it's past the waivers. So the waiver run is until next Wednesday and you need a quarterback for this week. Yep. You're just completely locked away from having him. I think that's absolutely terrible and really hurts the league to do. But if you're doing waiver runs like every night, you know, if, if you have a waiver run on Wednesday and then another one on Saturday night, right before the games, you know, that's, I guess that's better. Yeah. I, I guess I'd, I, I'd be more for a locking player rule, locking players until the next waiver run. If you have multiple waiver runs per week, I, I'd be, I'd be a lot more for it. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I think for me, it just comes down to the hyperactive leagues were the first leagues I started uh, we figured out that that was 13 years ago. Um, <laughs> so in, in in those leagues, we, I mean, we really based everything on being active year round. Um, and, and even that 12 or 13 years ago was, was a unique concept because m- most of the leagues that I had played in, which at that point were, were not many, but, most of the leagues just shut down during the off season completely. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how those leagues formed was uh, just a, a group of guys looking for year round activity. Exactly. And, and it's, it's weird to think that a little over 10 years ago, that was a, a strange concept, but it does force you to keep your eye on a league too. If, if a player dropped is immediately available. Right. And, and that was kind of the idea. Yep. Our rules are going to be built around, uh, forcing owners to be active or to be left behind. And, and I know uh, obviously work schedules and, and things like that can, uh, can affect that. Um, but, but in the end, I think you have to do, like we said, what's, what's good for the best of the league right? as a whole. 
Yeah. I want to go back to his first quest, first part, just to tell a story about 90s uh, fab. I, first off, when I, in the 90s, I did not do, um, n- did not do fab, but uh, my dad was part of a fantasy Big Ten basketball league. Okay. I love it already. Um, and this is this is where I first started playing Dynasty because they kept these basketball players throughout their college career. And so when I started playing fantasy football, that's how I assumed it was. You just kept your players, right? And they would turn in – oh, my God, I wish I could remember his name. They would turn in uh, to get free agents. They would turn in what they wanted to bid on a player weekly to another teacher at the school. And then he would go through and divvy up the players based on that, which is basically fab, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was done by them submitting, you know, submitting that to that teacher uh, each week, <laughs> which is kind of kind of akin to the create a hotmail account for it. Um, <laughs> it's it's just borderline hilarious to me, and and I'm sure he remember the the guy the guy writing this probably remembers that date that or that too, and. Um, we didn't do fantasy football. I didn't do a fantasy football on sites until, until at least college, like late nineties, early two thousands. So I'm, I, I'm sure that the, it was not fab was not done <laughs> very widely at all. Um, it's yeah, but I just wanted to tell that story about remembering my, <laughs> remembering them turning in, you know, their bids to a teacher and then having that teacher, um, do it, you know, do it, you know, divvy, divvy it up. <laughs> But, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's where I'll make the show, but <laughs> um, so thanks for those two questions, Brent. That's uh, that's great. Great podcast, Ryan. We should get out of here. Let's do it. Let's we, do it. Our, our inbox is empty. Our inbox is empty. Uh, I have uh, two things of bylaws that I was going to mention on the next show and, and a bunch of bad commission stories. So the next episode you'll hear, we'll have a bunch of a bunch more bad commission stories that were tweeted at us. So they may be kind of short, but they should be interesting. Uh, yeah, we really should get out of here. This was a, a much longer episode than I thought. All right, for Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23 and myself at ScottFish24. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.